Hi everyone, my name is Dr. Rita Roy, CEO at the National Spine Health Foundation, and I'm your host for the Get Back To It podcast, where we tell real stories of healing and recovery. What does it mean to get back to it? It means overcoming spine conditions through treatments that work in order to return to the people and activities you love, whatever that looks like for you. It means getting back to your life. We're here to share the success stories of those who did just that. And some of these stories you're not going to believe. At the Get Back To It podcast, our goal is to tell stories of spinal champions who have been able to achieve a better quality of life through spinal health care. In today's episode, I'm delighted to be speaking with Jack Allen, a veteran of 25 years who now works as a program manager and engineer for a major defense contractor. Jack's symptoms began in 2006 after an injury at home. In January of 2022, Jack underwent a successful lumbar fusion to address the degenerative changes in his back. Within weeks of the surgery, Jack noticed a huge improvement in the quality of his life. He was able to return to activities such as running and even participate in family activities such as riding roller coasters with no discomfort. Now that you know what to expect, Let's get back to it and dive right into Jack's story. Jack struggled with his back pain since an injury in 2006. In the time following, his quality of life was affected by his pain. The arthritis in my back caused pain and discomfort, which progressed to the point that simple activities such as walking across a grass field uh, or even stepping on any ground would just aggravate my back. Uh, those flare-ups of pain lasting were debilitating for me and they would last for days at a time. As the pain worsened, Jack was unable to live his life the way he wanted to. The pain was interfering with my life. Uh, things as simple as carrying a backpack when I was camping out with my kids uh, was just not possible anymore. The flare-ups would uh, be taking over a week to even recover from at that point. The pain was just excruciating. It just got worse over time. I received a consultation from Dr. Colin Haynes. The doctor and all the staff were very helpful and supportive while addressing my situation. Uh, They took their time with me and answered all my questions. Uh, And they really took me through the process very carefully as I was just learning how to deal with what I was uh, currently encumbered with. And they performed a very thorough assessment and we discussed the options available that would address what we had become significant degeneration and misalignment in my spine. Jack underwent a two-level lumbar fusion that was extremely successful. After recovering from the procedure, he was able once again to run and enjoy life. I experienced a huge improvement in my quality of life. Uh, I had not felt so good in, in like 15 years and after recovering, I was able to participate in the activities I had long since given up on. The pain relief provided immediate rejuvenation and I feel capable of doing anything I want to. Uh, I have even uh, added scuba diving and and skiing back into my to-do list. Jack, your story is important because it shows what success can happen even with years of debilitating pain. You suffered with unbearable pain for years before deciding to proceed with treatment. What was that like? And and how did you feel knowing the situation had gotten to the point where it was out of your control to be able to manage? 
for me, it was, it was a journey just even to recognize I even had the problem and that it just wasn't complaining about something, uh, that I had to do something about it. And honestly, that I could do something to actually improve my life. Uh, to a certain degree, I'd kind of given up and just thought that was just my lot in life. So uh, having the opportunity to meet these uh, outstanding physicians here uh, really, really made a big difference for me. And it took really the, the persistent uh, suggestions and uh, uh, input from my son to actually get me to come here. And, uh, and so I really thought about it. And took his advice and it really changed my life for the better. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. And it's been uh, so wonderful meeting you, Jack. I've had the pleasure of knowing your son, who has been a research assistant with us for a number of years. And i um, really grateful that he was able to take the knowledge that he's gained here at the National Spine Health Foundation and, and help his family uh, with that. So that, that's, that's awesome. And Jack, tell me about your injury that happened in 2006. That that was the start of all of this. Yes, that's right. Uh, actually, I was. We had just moved here from uh, Los Angeles, California. I was taking on a new assignment, having been you know being in the military at the time, and I was actually unloading our furniture and uh, I was moving it around in the basement, and I had twisted my back while I was moving this uh, couch, and I immediately had this enormous pain in my spine. Um, and, uh, it was, it was something that really took me off my feet that I had to kind of just lay down. I wasn't getting any better. So I went into the hospital initially to get, uh, you know, get a, an analysis on it and some treatment. And that really was the beginning of where I started noticing more frequent back pains, uh, injuries. It was really easy to aggravate. And, uh, from then on, it was really a downhill slope as things had deteriorated. It wasn't until 2019 uh, when I had my exit physical from the military where they had told me that I had arthritis in my spine and they didn't, nah. it was just noted in my records. And it was something that I would just have to deal with over time. It was more than just arthritis. Yes, I did have arthritis. There was degeneration, but there was also very significant misalignment of uh, my vertebrae and my lower spine. Uh, and that really necessitated additional help for what they could offer me. Yeah. And, and, you know, Spine conditions affect 100 million people. That's neck and back uh, problems. And back pain is the leading cause of disability in the United States. And one of the leading reasons for degenerative changes in your back, which cause pain, is arthritis. And so we've done a lot uh, here in the foundation to educate people about arthritis of the spine and what to do about it, how to manage it, and, and how to control that. And I think, you know, what's so interesting about your story is that you managed that pain for 15 years. And so during that time, um, you talk about having these flare-ups. How, how did you deal with that? Were there certain exercises you did, medications that you took? What, what was that like? No, in my, in my case, it really wasn't much uh, relief that I really sought out. Or for me, I just tried to rest my spine. I, I, it, you know, like, like I said early on, it was really me having to recognize I really had a problem. And I really would have appreciated probably the good advice to see, uh, seek help out sooner because it probably would have made a much, uh, much bigger difference, uh, for me while I was performing my military service. Uh, but honestly, there's a, an aspect of service for self that, uh, we embody in, in what we do every day. So I really wasn't on the, on the top priority list. I didn't put myself on the top priority list and I thought I could just deal with it. And, uh, I would just kind of self-medicate, well, not medicate, but self, uh, treat myself in a, where I would just rest. And I'd, and I'd avoid uh, more strenuous exercises, but it would be a reoccurring pain that I would go through as I was having to maintain certain conditioning standards for the military. So it was just something I just had to endure. 
I mean, that's, that's amazing. We tell people you don't have to live in pain, you know, and, and I think so much of the time people, myself included, think, well, doesn't everybody have back pain? Like, isn't that just part of life? Your back's going to hurt. And, you know, there, there are some things that are more serious than others. And when your spine is out of alignment, or there are degenerative changes that are, are causing that malalignment to happen, the consequences of that going on for a long time can result in nerve damage. And so, you know, it's like the doctors say, we can fix the bones, we can't bring those nerves back. So once those nerves are damaged or there's nerve damage, you have the risk for paralysis and, and other uh, very, very serious conditions. You know, the, the spine is the um, conduit for the spinal cord as it comes out of the brain and down your body. And then the nerves come out the sides of uh, almost like exit ramps, you know, coming coming off the side. And as, as the spine uh, develops arthritis and degeneration, things can happen to those those openings uh, where the um, where the nerves come out, and that that compression can cause a lot of damage. Um, so it sounds like it was really the malalignment, the instability of your spine, that led uh, your doctor to tell you that you were going to need a fusion to correct that. So after suffering for so many years, bouts of the flare-outs, putting, putting you on your back, you know, for a few days and then it goes away and, you know, and then you go on with your life and then it happens again. So you went through that process for 15 years and you go to meet a surgeon who tells you, you've got a problem, we have a solution. How did you feel about that? Uh, actually very comforted uh, and knowing that it wasn't just me, it was, well, it was my body, but it was something that... Uh, you know, it was something that I had to deal with and it was okay to deal with that. He specifically said, as you mentioned before, I don't have to live with that kind of pain. And so that realization uh, really struck home for me that, oh, I can have a better life. I could do something about it uh, where I just thought I had to cope with it. And I, I, I felt in my experience with him, as I told my son later on as well, uh, I, I had a, a really strong sense of immediate trust. Uh, I felt he was very competent uh, and, and, and not just him, but also his, his physical assistant and all the rest of the staff that would deal with me. And they believed me. And that was really a big part of this process was that they believed that I was feeling this because there's times when I, again, I had to cope with it. I had to ignore it and think that it's just not real. So yeah. it really meant a, they really reached out to me and it really meant a lot to me there. I was ready. That's that. That's awesome. You know, we talk in the foundation so much about, you know, how, how do you choose a doctor? How do you know that the surgeon is the right surgeon for you? And you look for the training qualifications, you know, board certification, fellowship trained in spine, a doctor who does a lot of these procedures all the time so that they're, they're well-versed um, in how to do it. And then after all of those qualifications, you check the boxes on those things, then it's a relationship right? Then it comes down to knowing somebody, feeling like you trust them, that they hear you. And, and it comes down to that relationship between you and your doctor, because he's going to do a surgery on you. And that's going to be a life-changing thing um, and something you'll live with for a long time. So having that relationship with your surgeon is so important. I love how you said you, you not only you know, connected with him and, and appreciated him and he appreciated you and your pain, but also his staff. And I think that's a really important factor. When you go to see a doctor, much of the time there's, there's a multidisciplinary team around that doctor that's helping to make things happen for the patient to get them ready for surgery and then to recover from surgery. 
So that, that's, that's amazing that you experienced that with, uh, with your doctor's full team. What kinds of things do they talk to you about to prepare you for surgery as you, as you looked at, okay, I'm, this is the team, I'm going to have the surgery, now what? Well, it, it certainly, and, and that the fact that they took their time <clears throat> to walk me through uh, the process, uh, and I was never rushed, so I, ans- I asked a lot of questions of what I would be going through, what the, the processes would be. I understood there would be two surgeries involved. I understood there would be multiple surgeons involved. And uh, I had a, a really good sense of uh, the technologies that they would be applying uh, were something that they were very proficient in. Uh, that meant a lot to me, too, uh, and, and immediately what those outcomes would, would probably be for me. And, and there's also the, the reality of, you know, what the surgery that I'm going through today will help me today. And they had strong confidence in how strong it would probably be. But, it, it, but the other reality is, is uh, hopefully we're able to push off another debilitation later on in life. But if we do, because as things continue to grade, it's just the realities that they provided me. And I needed to know that. So when I look at everything that I would be dealing with now and in the future, they walked me through that uh, life that I would be living. And, and regardless, they can contrast that to the life that I would be living if I didn't have the procedure. So it was pretty easy to say, this is the right way to go. I felt very comfortable with that decision. Uh, looking back on it, and I've, as I've told other friends and people that have also have shown that they have ailments in the lower spine, I've reflected very positively on my experience here. And I also reassured them that it's been a good decision for me and I don't regret that at all. Yeah, that, that that's amazing. And it sounds like the team did a phenomenal job of educating you about what to expect after your surgery, but also educating you about what might happen if you didn't have the surgery, right? That's correct, absolutely. And how, let's, let's talk a little bit about the recovery aspect. So did you have questions about the recovery? And then how were those questions answers, answered? And, and what did the recovery picture look like for you after you had the surgery? Certainly. Uh, and, and that was part of the understanding what I was getting into and making that decision was the, you know, what would be the next few days, even weeks and months uh, of my life. So we did talk about the, uh, the weakness that I would have. Uh, what surprised me was immediately after surgery that I would be walking. And in fact, uh, coming off the, uh, out of the operating room and moving to my uh, hospital bed, uh, I actually walked that, uh, those steps for myself. And I didn't realize I would be doing oh that. Oh my gosh. And wow. the instant stability that I could feel on my spine uh, was, was incredible. I hadn't, at that point, I knew that I didn't feel that strong and stable in my back for like 15 years. And so wow, that was an incredible first steps for me. And then they walked me through the f- next few days as we had talked about it, what I would be going through as far as recover the hospital. And then ultimately through the physical therapy and recovery from home, uh, we went through how I would uh, tips on how I could sleep and, uh, you know, kind of rest and recover the important things about the rest and recovery, mm-hmm. the things to avoid, uh, certainly the lifting of things mm-hmm. and how you're, you're limited things to keep me f- to ensure that the, uh, in my case, how the screws and, and the braces there uh, would be able to do their best job and allow me to heal. Because the whole point is really giving yourself, I think, time to heal. So that, that's, that's incredible that you immediately felt good after surgery. I mean, minus the incision pain, I guess, right? Right, exactly. Um, and that you were walking right out of the operating room, up and walking. Were, were you scared to walk? Like, what was, 
What's that like? Like you're going to walk out, you're going to get off the table and walk over to your bed. Well, I kind of wondered when I, before the surgery, if I would try to start walking as if I would feel like I was sawed in half or anything, but it's entirely the opposite. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, it, it wasn't that magic trick at all. And, it, and the fact is uh, I was, it, it was so solid back there. I could actually notice that it, it was like a, a part of my back that was actually solid. Uh, where I didn't have that before. Wow. And I made it a point to to walk around as much as I could around the hospital floor those those days when I was there recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just doing laps at all hours of the night because I really, I, I really wanted to get better and, and, and I really wanted to help the process move. But frankly, the the work that they did enabled that. I could have done that if I didn't have that confidence in the work. Yeah, that's amazing. Having confidence in the work. That's such a key point there um, because it's, it's, you know, you're mentally ready to take on the challenge and to own your journey and to say, I'm going to heal. And the healing starts now. That's amazing. Jack, you were in the um, Air Force yeah, for many correct. years, you said? Yes, 25 years in the Air Force. And and I, I have the privilege of actually meeting you today. And you're a fit person. I'm, I'm guessing you've been fit your whole life. The military um, activity has required you to be fit. And that, um, that level of fitness is also, I think, important as you go into surgery. There's a little bit of a step back because you have to heal. You have to give your body time to heal. So the activity level drops a little bit during that time where you're allowing the bone to grow and the bones to heal and the fusion to happen. But then you can get back to whatever it is that you do to stay in shape. So talk to me about how long that took and and what was physical therapy like? Did you go to physical therapy right after you left the hospital? What was that like? Uh, absolutely. The, I'm a big believer in uh, taking control of my life and, and making sure that I can recover. So physical therapy was, was a key part of that. I was very disciplined in that uh, approach. Uh, I did go with uh, uh, a physical therapy that I was referred to, and they helped me. And we went through all the, you know, the, the initial exercises of strengthening the core, the lower back, the, the mobility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and from the very beginning, uh, because of all that stability I felt there, I really needed to focus on developing the muscle that would have atrophied uh, because everything structurally, everything was very sound. So it wasn't it wasn't unbearable at all. I didn't think physical therapy was as large of a hurdle. I had more problems getting ready for the surgery because of how my back was just not stable and able to take uh, a lot of stress. But after the process, it wasn't bad at all. Uh, I didn't I didn't mind it. And on my own. Really, it was about eight weeks as well as going through the process with physical therapy and the natural recovery and, and maintaining my, you know, trying to get my weight back uh, post-surgery uh, where I felt I could actually work very easily at work. At that point, it didn't bother me because I started working around six weeks. So eight weeks wow. was, was a good mark for me. And then uh, I soon after that, because I'd already been walking for long distances, uh, considering where I was for you know over two miles by then. But uh, I started to transition into running, uh, not too long after that. And uh, oh my goodness. It, it surprised me how I could actually take the load of running as you're transitioning from foot to foot. Uh, and it felt good. It didn't hurt me uh, at all compared to where I would have been, where uh, I would have exhibited certain pains in the back. It was, it felt pretty strong. And uh, I was able to kind of gradually build up because the muscles are weak, yeah, but it's really more a muscular uh, consideration, not so much of a, a structural one at that point for me. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's awesome. Um, were there any activities that the physical therapist told you that you should avoid? Well, it, it, earlier on, it would have been 
different phases. So if I had to avoid like picking up anything greater than a milk jug, sure, I did that for that phase. But uh, once I got to the point where I was released, uh, I adhered to the uh, doctor's guidance. And I recall, I think it was around, was it around six months? I'm not exactly sure. Whenever he said I was unrestricted, I was, I was really advanced. I, I was really ahead of that timeline in my mind. But uh, I did adhere to their guidance. And so I didn't observe any, uh, observe any setbacks or anything along that, that uh, recovery point. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So what, what things are you doing now? Personally, uh, yeah, I can run, I can exercise. Uh, I actually moved a pretty large uh, air hockey table the other day uh, that was oh, no. <laughs> uh, with my other son. So uh, it, it was being normal in the house. I can be the, the, yeah. the person I need to be to help out where I need to. Um, I, I feel unrestricted at this point in my life. And I have been for a while. That is just awesome. I'm, I'm so excited for you. That, that is amazing. What, what, what a great story. I and mean, we just um, love telling these stories to give other people hope and education and information. I mean, you spent 15 years thinking, well, I just have a bad back, right? And, and maybe it didn't have to be like that. And I think you're very lucky that you have a son who's interested in spine and has been working with us here at the foundation that could raise awareness to you that, you know, maybe you should get this checked out, dad. Maybe there's something that could be fixed. Um, and then he could just move on. How can we tell others? How can we help? Well, the podcast doing this is one way that we tell others, but what, what would you say to other people that are experiencing back pain and kind of aren't doing anything about it? Well, the same thing I've been telling at least three other folks is uh, don't be afraid to, to consider options and the technology is there. But I did caution them. They really need to look for a provider that is really first on the current technologies. And, uh, and, and it's not about operation is, or surgery is your first option. They go through a whole litany of processes and analysis that take you down the track that's best suited for you. Uh, so I've definitely told friends and family to uh, go for consultation and processes and procedures that can help us. And to break down individually the barriers that you can live a better life, I think are, were important for me. But I also talked to my friends about that as well, that uh, don't be afraid yeah. to, to look at this. It's not like we thought about it maybe 20, 30 years ago. A lot has changed. Yes. And, and the techniques and opportunities to heal are, are, are a lot better nowadays. Yes. Yeah. You, and you nailed it. I mean, we say this is not this is not your father's Oldsmobile, right? Things have changed a lot. Innovation has come a long way. And the miracles of modern science are giving people options in spinal healthcare like never before. And the outcomes are amazing for most people most of the time. And, and it's worth looking at it that that could be an option for you. At the National Spine Health Foundation, we are so committed to getting these messages out because there's still a lot of concern and uh, misinformation out there. And so you know, it is our mission to put the good news out there and the good information and responsibly let people know how to go about finding the best care for your spine and then getting back to your life and then coming back and telling us that good news and letting us share it with everybody. So I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you found good care. I'm so pleased and honored that you share your story with us. And, um, you know, any, any closing comments, anything that we haven't talked about? Uh, Rita, I really appreciate the opportunity to you know, discuss my story with you. I, I am a walking billboard of success that your uh, your team represents, and I, I'm very adamant about telling people my my uh, positive experiences. I really am grateful for the team here. I think Dr. Haynes, in particular, and with the staff, have uh, changed my life because I was being feeble, and 
that's not what I wanted to be at this stage of my life. It's not ready. It's too early. There's so much left to enjoy. And uh, you guys have enabled that for me. And I appreciate the work you guys do. And I'll continue to spread, uh, you, you know, your uh, your good word about, you know, come to talk to you guys because I really believe in what you do here. And I'm a, a patient and I just want to point you to the direction of the spinehealth.org. If you have any questions on how to get spine healthy and uh, to improve your life, you don't have to suffer. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for being part of, of our spinal champion messaging and community. Um, really, we appreciate the time. We appreciate you sharing your story with us. It is awesome. And I cannot close without saying thank you for your service to our great nation. Thank you. It's been an honor and privilege. At the National Spine Health Foundation, something we believe in most is providing hope for recovery through sharing stories of success and expertise. It isn't always easy to find someone to relate to, even though 100 million adults suffer from neck or low back pain each year. To hear more stories of spinal champion recovery and access educational materials about spine health, visit us at spinehealth.org. If you're interested in supporting our show financially, you can contribute at the link provided. Thank you for listening.